0: Two people, all in business class, around the world, to eight countries, 30 nights exactly in hotels, and you'd still have a few hundred thousand Marriott points left over at the end. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a special episode of the Daily Drop podcast. Well, every episode is a special episode, but this one is extra special because... We are going to spend the entire episode taking examples that you've submitted to us about the points you have, the programs you participate in, and the places you want to travel. And uh, Megan and I have crunched some numbers for you to give you some travel advice on exactly that. Mm -hmm. And so basically, in past episodes, you've come to us and said, I have X number of, say, Capital One miles or chase points or whatever, and I want to travel to Europe or Australia or Japan in X month, how can I do that with those points? And we come up with ways to do that. Uh, some of them are more specific, but today we have some really cool examples. And we'll start off with one from Christy, who wants to go to Ecuador. So I'll read her message quick. Um, she said, upcoming family trip we have to Ecuador next summer. I currently have 600,000 Capital One miles and 100,000 chase points. I have not booked travel uh, using points before, but have already booked all of our hotels with hotel points. We are flying into Guayaquil, Ecuador, the second week of June, and plan to fly out of Quito, Ecuador, three weeks later on July 1st. We can fly out of Tampa or Atlanta." So I went ahead and took the liberty of, just for the sake of getting creative here and giving you people some useful examples of how to creatively apply your points, flights and hotels so christy you might not care about the the hotels in this but i'm gonna tell you anyways so (laughs) i actually the i think the best going to south america can be really expensive in general with points because a lot of award charts sort of break up It, it can be a lot of distance and sometimes you cross zones from like north america to south america but actually out of the Southern US, so Tampa and Atlanta, flights are not that expensive at all. So from Tampa, you can fly for less than 200 bucks cash. And so if you wanted to use points, you can just purchase that ticket with cash and then use your Capital One miles to erase that purchase for 19,600 Capital One miles, which I'd consider a pretty good deal. Most of the flights, if you're transferring to partners, are going to run you more than that. So I'd say that's a pretty good deal. and then that's to Gaia Keel from Tampa in June. And then coming back, you can actually fly nonstop from Quito to Atlanta. So you'd be leaving and coming back from different airports, but you did give both of those as examples. So hopefully that works. And rather than book on Delta and spend 500 million sky miles, you can actually transfer your points from either Capital One or Chase to Virgin Atlantic and book the nonstop Delta flight uh, for just 15,000 Virgin Atlantic miles because their award chart for Delta is distance-based. And because of the distance, it falls into the 15,000-point category, which I think is also a, a fantastic deal. So your round-trip flights are only going to run you 35,000 points total. Uh, so you still have about 670,000 points left to play with here. <laughs> Uh, so I know you booked hotels, but just to give you guys some examples of, you know, how you could use Capital One Miles or Chase Points to book some hotels. In Gaia um there is a Marriott Hotel, there's an IHG Hotel, but you'd have to transfer Chase Points for that, and Chase Points are too valuable. So I would suggest using your Capital One Miles and transferring them to Wyndham. Wyndham, what a weird program, but... Wyndham charges 7,500 points, 15,000, or 30,000 points per night, depending on the hotel. It's sort of a, an award chart. And in Guayaquil, there are three Wyndham options, all of which only cost 15,000 Wyndham points a night, which means 15,000 Capital One miles per night if you just transfer them, which I think is a fantastic deal considering how many Capital One miles you have. Mm-hmm. And then in Quito, if you're looking for other hotel options besides what you've already booked, um, You can book the Holiday Inn in Quito for just 10,000 points a night. So 80,000 points could get you an eight-night stay there, which even though you'd have to transfer chase points, which is not the most valuable use of them, I still think that's a good deal. Um, And then you can also look for third-party hotels. And so I went on Google and I set a filter for Quito in June to only search for four or five-star hotels and set the price limit at $100. And it turns out there are a bunch of four and five star hotels in Quito for under $100, which means you could book a four star hotel. I found some for like 70 or 80 bucks. And if you just book those with cash, again, you can use your Capital One miles to offset those and erase those for 7,000 or 8,000 points per night. And so if you already have booked your hotels with hotel points, like you said, But you want to save some points. Maybe you booked a Marriott for 20 or 30,000 points a night, but you want to go back and use Capital One miles and only spend 7 or 8,000 points a night. That's a a solid option. So hopefully that helps you uh, plan your flights and maybe some different hotels for your trip to Ecuador.
1: So good. Oh, my gosh. First of all, I love Capital One examples because I'm always like, gosh, there's so many cool things. The sky's the limit
0: with Capital One miles. Yeah, they're so flexible.
1: Yeah. And Christy coming in with like 600,000 Capital One miles. Oh, wow.
0: (laughs) Yep. It made it made this very easy. (laughs) It's like I can basically you have so many options transferring and just offsetting purchases. And that's great.
1: Yeah, it's so good. All right. On to our next one, which is from Heidi. And Heidi wants to go to Oktoberfest. So we're going to play with uh, maybe a, a higher peak... Travel season, um, but some fun things you can do with this. So, Heidi says, I'm wanting to go to Oktoberfest next year sometime between 9 21 and 10 6, wanting to stay seven ish days, open to a Paris stopover. I have nearly 200,000 ultimate rewards points, and I don't need accommodations in Munich but would for Paris, and I have 150,000 Marriott points. So, again, well done on the earning of points, Heidi, and it's great that You want a pair of stopover because that makes this pretty easy. Uh, So Heidi, you actually didn't share where you're flying out from, but that's okay because the best way to do this is probably through the Flying Blue program where you can add complimentary stopovers on your award tickets. So I ran a few searches from Boston, from JFK, and even from SFO, so just some various airports across the US, and you're looking at anywhere from 16,000 points up to 20,000 points to fly yourself over to Paris, Give yourself a little stopover and then pop on over to Munich from there. Just depending on how long you want your stopover to be in Paris, you can kind of play around with those dates a bit. And then, of course, it's going to depend on where you're coming from. However, thanks to Flying Blues promo rewards that they run, it might be worth it for you to take a look at who is running a promo reward right now. Like, for example, we're recording this in December and they're doing one from Boston right now. And it might be worth it for you to just position. Position yourself over to Boston with a cheap cash flight, depending on where you are in the U.S., then maximizing on that promo reward to get yourself over to Paris and then get yourself over to Munich. So it's definitely the program I would dig into research on for this one. You're only going to use at max like 20,000 of your ultimate rewards points. Um, So you still have many, many points left to get back home. uh, And you can kind of play around with those flights back home as well. And then as far as hotels, so Paris is always super inflated, (laughs) but they seem to be incredibly inflated in 2024, which is not super surprising because they are having the 2024 Summer Olympics there. And even though this is, right after the Summer Olympics. They're probably just counting on their tourism really boosting. Um, So another thing you might want to consider if you you just want to do a stopover and kind of extend your adventure and just see somewhere else since you're already planning to go to Munich and go to Oktoberfest, you can use the exact same program, Flying Blue, and you could do a stopover in Amsterdam instead. Now, this is not... By any means, a replacement of like the cheapest city that you could replace a Paris stopover with. But just with what Paris has going on in 2024, it might be something you want to look into. Um, so you can certainly look into using your Marriott points there. If you are like just set, you really have your eyes set on going to Paris this year, another option for you would be to transfer some of those um, ultimate rewards points over to Hyatt. Uh, there's the Hyatt Paris Madeleine and then the Hotel San Regis, which are respectively 30,000 points a night and 35,000 points a night. But these are like $600 per night cash hotels. So a pretty fun way to use your points. Have a luxurious stay in Paris if that is a direction you want to go in. And with your flight there, flight home, and if you ended up transferring some ultimate rewards points over to Hyatt, you're only looking at using 100,000-ish ultimate rewards points. So you still have a solid 100,000 ultimate rewards points left for a future adventure. So still ways to maximize going somewhere during a high season or an exciting time uh, and I hope you have the best time at Oktoberfest.
0: <laughs> nice yeah that I think that's a great example of why we love playing this game so much because yeah. for a lot of people like we're saying oh it stinks because it costs so many points per night but the fact is like we have yeah. points to spend <laughs> on these places instead of having to pay $600 per night to stay at them so it's right it's awesome that we have that option like you said even in really expensive cities during the highest peak seasons, we still have ways to, to make it work. That's great. Uh, okay. Back to me. This one was so much fun. (laughs) Thank you to whoever sent this because it made my day to sit down and work on this. This is from Pete. The title is Marriott for a whole trip. And he means Marriott for a whole trip, not just hotels flights too. And you'll see So this is the message from Pete. He said, we have 1.5 million Marriott points. I like the cut of your jib, Pete. That's my boy. Love Marriott points. We would like to take a trip around the world using these points. We live on the West Coast of the US. We want to fly business class on any flights over six hours and use points for both flights and hotels. We are thinking about making this trip on October or November of 2024 and be gone for no more than 30 days. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? Well, Peter or Pete. um, Yes, it does. And um, while I was looking at this, I said, Pete, so Pete wants flights over six hours long to be in business class. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I figure out a way for all of Pete's flights to be in business class instead of just the six hour ones and still go all the way around the world? So I mapped out an itinerary that you can book for two people, all in business class, around the world, to eight countries, 30 nights exactly in hotels, and you'd still have a few hundred thousand Marriott points left over at the end. Ready to hear it? I'm ready. I'm gonna get my notepad ready, Mike. (laughs) Okay, so a lot of people don't know that you can actually transfer Marriott points to airlines. They have dozens of airlines you can transfer to. It's a really suboptimal ratio. Most of them are a three to one transfer ratio. So 75,000 Marriott points will turn into just 25,000 airline miles. But because you have so many of these, it's actually a totally good deal to do it, especially because what I decided to look into was ANA's around the world ticket. And if you haven't heard of this, ANA, All Nippon Airways um, in Japan, has an around-the-world ticket you can book. Basically, it has a chart, and so it's based on the overall distance you're flying and then the class of service you're flying. So it's like X number of miles in economy will cost this much, X number of miles in business, this much first, this much. And um, essentially... It's about distance flown. And so there are some rules like you need to cross both the Pacific and the Atlantic Oceans. It can only be up to a certain amount of segments. It's pretty generous. Um, You can have open jaws, which means you could land in one city and then pick up your trip around the world from a different city. So there are lots of ways to get creative, but here's what I came up with. Uh, You said you're on the West Coast, but didn't specify a city. So I picked Los Angeles to start. You could book the following trip Los Angeles to Tokyo, to Seoul, Korea, to Shanghai, China, to Bangkok, to Mumbai, India, to Dubai, to Istanbul, to Frankfurt, to New York, to Los Angeles. Now, the total distance flown is 21,000 miles. And you can do that all on Star Alliance uh, carriers. So this is possible with ANAs around the world ticket. And according to the ANA chart, you could do that whole thing all in business class for 125,000 ANA miles. That's pretty good and that translates to 375,000 Marriott points for one person. And you said we a lot in your message, so I'm going to assume it's two of you. And so let's say that's 750,000 Marriott points. I would do that any day of the week. Like <laughs> 750k Marriott points for two people in business class to eight countries around the world excellent, and you'd be flying great airlines like ANA, you'd probably fly United, you'd probably fly Turkish, you'd probably fly Thai Airways, you'd probably fly Air India, Um, lots of awesome airlines along the way doing that. So that's 750k done, all your flights done, all of them in business class, uh, and you still have 750,000 Marriott points to play with. So I mapped out an exact itinerary of 30 nights as follows that you can book in October and November using Marriott points. Most of these cities were making use of Marriott's fifth night free perk. So for every five nights you stay, you only pay for four. Um, But because there are so many cities, we couldn't do that for every city because you'd run out of time and you said you didn't want it to be more than 30 days. So hypothetically, you could book that around the world ticket with ANA, do two nights at the Sheraton in Tokyo. Five nights at the Moxie Hotel in Seoul, where I actually stayed this year. It was great. Five nights in Bangkok. Five nights um, at the Four Points by Sheraton in Pudong, Shanghai. Five nights at the ITC Luxury Hotel in Mumbai, where I also stayed and loved it. Two nights at the Element in Old Dubai. Three nights at the Sheraton in Istanbul. Three nights at the Moxie in Frankfurt. That's 30 nights total and a total of 539,000 Marriott points, which puts the total up for this whole trip, an around the world trip, 30 nights, eight countries, all business class, for a total of 1,289,000 Marriott points, which means you'd still have over 200,000 Marriott points left over. And so you could use those towards a future trip, or uh, you could stay in some nicer places than what I mentioned. For example, in Bangkok, like. You can stay for 60,000 points five nights in the Aloft Hotel. But if you wanted to shell out for something nice, the St. Regis in Bangkok only costs 40,000 Marriott points a night. So a five-night stay there would only cost you 160,000 with the fifth night free. So you could like throw some more of your Marriott points at some of these stays to like get a nicer place if you wanted. But overall, like 1.3 million Marriott points for an all-business class trip all the way around the world for 30 days in eight countries. Boom. There you go.
1: No big deal.
0: <laughs> I just love, like, this is just what I live for. <laughs> These kinds yeah. of travel hacks, like not only ANA's around the world ticket, which is an amazing yeah. hack in itself, but also people write off that Marriott transfer because they're like, oh, yeah. three to one, like I'm wasting points. And it's like, well, if you're transferring them to a program like ANA, where you're getting higher outsized value for those points, it kind of levels out. Like you can just think of it. Yeah. Is it worth paying 300 75,000 Marriott points for a business class trip around the world to eight countries, I'd say, yeah, it is for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah, I just think that example is so cool. And if you're like, this is so unrealistic for me, I'll never have a million Marriott points. You all are so in luck because we actually filmed an episode on how to earn a million Marriott points.
0: <laughs> yeah. And in fact, in a couple months, I'll have close to as many Marriott points as Pete has in this example, it's There are lots of ways to earn Marriott points. Yep. And so go check out that episode if this kind of thing sounds interesting to you. And if you don't have another way to earn A&A miles, because I think Amex is the only one that transfers there. But if you're earning tons and tons of Marriott points every year, if you're just funneling your loyalty into this one program, that's another solid way to to potentially get A&A miles or a bunch of other random airline miles.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so cool. All right, that brings us to our last example of the episode, which is a bit more of an open-ended one. We thought that'd be a fun place to uh, to wrap the episode. So Megan wrote in: I have ninety-two thousand Capital One miles from a sign-up bonus and additional spend for the Venture X. My immediate thought was transferring to Avios and booking Q Suites, but I'm wondering if there's a better option. Destination and time of year is not so important for me. I'm more looking for just an amazing flight experience that I'll probably never get to do again. Which what a fun way to use your miles! And there's definitely loads of options, especially when we're talking about Capital One miles because this is where we started the episode, right? And we were talking about mm-hmm. how flexible you can get with it. But as far as just those once in a lifetime opportunities, I think Q suites is an excellent way to use those miles. Um, another thing you could look for is booking um Etihad to Abu Dhabi. You can do that through Aeroplan um which I ooh does that run about 82, 000, 82 5 so, for uh, yeah, for yeah. Etihad yeah. business yeah, from the yeah, US? For sure. 70k. Yeah, perfect.
0: Flat, I think.
1: So 70k to 82,000. <laughs> <laughs> testing our memories there. Um, But you can definitely book that using your Capital One points through um, Aeroplan. You can also, speaking of booking ANA, which Mike just shared, it's hard to transfer directly to ANA, but there are tons of other options to book ANA. First class or business class to Tokyo, you can book through the Virgin Atlantic program. Um, Now, these are notoriously hard to find, but you shared in your message that uh, time of year isn't super important to you, to you. It sounds like you're pretty flexible with what you're doing. So if you're up for, you know, doing the searches, you can book ANA first class to Tokyo from the US for 72,000 um, points through Virgin, or you can do their business class for 45,000 points through Virgin. So a little bit harder to find, and you do have to mm-hmm. call to book those, but that is isn't option for you if you're just, again, looking for those once-in-a-lifetime flight experiences. And then the last one I would point out is booking um, Lufthansa business class. And you can do that through Avianca. And you can go from New York to Frankfurt. So you've got tons of fun options with uh, Capital One miles. And you can really maximize on your partner reward flights, booking through alliances, and just have some really, really cool flight experiences.
0: Yeah, and to go back, I, I looked it up. Um, Thanks. <laughs> it is it's ninety thousand on Aeroplan, awesome. <laughs> to, and then it's um, seventy thousand American miles is what I was thinking of, which is the better deal. But unfortunately, you can't do that with Capital One miles. You can't get American miles, so um, yeah,
1: yeah, no, but still in your still in your range uh, totally of, yeah. of what you're looking to book. So
0: and another fun one, yeah. to to think about that. I'm actually just kind of getting my brain around is um, if you want to fly Emirates business oh, nice. class. Yeah. Um, I always think about Emirates. It's either like going from the U.S. to Europe on that fifth freedom flight or to to Dubai. But I'm looking at some crazy stuff for the next few months for myself traveling. And I found a business class flight on the Emirates A380, which is harder to, to book now because they yeah. stopped flying a lot of those from on the U.S. fifth freedom routes. Yeah. from uh, Bali to Dubai for like 68,000 points in business class, which is like a 10-hour flight. So it's longer than those US to yeah. Europe flights, but costs fewer points um, on aeroplan because of their weird chart that's mm-hmm. specific to Emirates. It breaks the rules of the Aeroplan's normal chart. And so you're not crossing zones anymore when you're flying Emirates. It's pure distance-based. Yeah. And so if you like wanted to experience just a cool thing, look at creative... Um, routing options that aren't necessarily just U.S. to X place. Like yeah. if you can position yourself, or if you're building it as part of a bigger trip, you can experience these sort of bucket list flights by flying regions that aren't that don't involve the U.S. at all, and just yeah. flying from like Africa to the Middle East on Etihad, or f- flying Qatar Q suites to Africa instead of having to fly all the way to the U.S. Like you can experience the the flight product, like the the airline product and spend fewer miles doing it and probably have a much easier time finding availability because there's less competition on those. So that's where my brain has been a lot lately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that point. Another, uh, great tip for everyone listening, no matter what kind of points you have, I feel like that's such a good reminder of just like, how can you position yourself and maximize even a little bit more?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed this uh, special episode of the Daily Drop podcast and it's got your wheels turning. You're thinking of ways you can get creative with your points, ways you can maximize your points, uh, ways you didn't even think you could use (laughs) your points. Do let us know if you did enjoy this episode so we know how often we will do these kind of points bookings extravaganza episodes uh and of course you can send your requests over to us as uh, as well either of those you can do over at podcast at dailydrop.com
0: yeah please keep them coming people it's fun for us too and uh if you enjoyed this episode and other episodes also we'd really appreciate it if you give us a subscribe like review etc on youtube or any of the podcast apps It helps us out. We're slowly climbing our way up the the podcast charts. And with your help, we can do that faster.
1: That's right. All right, friends, until next time, happy travel hacking. Have a
0: good week, y'all.